0: Hi.
1: Hey. I'd
0: like to have my guests introduce themselves. Could you share a bit about yourself?
1: I'm Gabriela Farina, and my preferred pronouns are she and her. My family and friends call me Galle. Uh That came from when my sister was young and couldn't pronounce my name, and it just kind of stuck. And yeah, I'm a graphic designer, communication strategist, and creative business coach.
0: Wait, for people that don't know, what is a creative business coach?
1: So a creative business coach, I well, I can only speak to myself, but what I do basically is I help women in the creative industry uh, just kind of get on top of their business plans in a way that's comfortable for them. I feel like a lot of creatives, like we're really great at being creative and maybe not so much at the business structuring side of it and that's what I want to help these women with along with uh, marketing themselves kind of coming up with ways that they can protect themselves from uh, you know clients that don't pay on time and just kind of get their lives in a place where they feel like they can be creative and they don't have to spend so much time on the other not so fun stuff
0: that's awesome and how did you get into doing that
1: So I got into this, I was freelancing just as a graphic designer and communication strategist for years, and it wasn't until I had been laid off of three nine-to-five jobs that I reached a breaking point. I was like, this can't be it. I was so frustrated. I felt so taken advantage of and abused in the art industry. As a freelancer, I would always have to lower my prices to just get clients whenever I would send out my price, you know, in an email. I would be trembling for that response. And for the most part, uh, people would just respond being like, that's a ridiculous number, when in fact, it's not a ridiculous number. You know, the creativity, creativity is something that should be valued. And it's something that we study, and especially as designers, I feel like people think that design is such a subjective thing, but it's not always. There's a lot of study that goes behind it, and psychology, and That's not something that should be downplayed and it's worth paying for. You know, if someone's going to hire you for your expertise, they should be able to expect to pay you fairly so that you can live.
0: Completely. And I'm really sorry to hear about the three layoffs. That's that can't be easy.
1: Well, honestly, in retrospect, I mean, things only make sense in retrospect, but I'm so grateful for each and every one of those layoffs because they forced me to get really resourceful and out of my comfort zone and take more risks and most importantly it taught me that everything is temporary and to never get too comfortable and also just to know that have that confidence in myself that I can start over from zero and just kind of like go even higher than I was before.
0: You've said before that you're not so much a freelancer, but an entrepreneur. Maybe you could talk about what the difference is.
1: Yeah. So the main difference I would like to believe about a freelancer versus an entrepreneur in my own perspective, um, how I feel after having been a freelancer for so long and now just owning the fact that I call myself an entrepreneur is that as a freelancer, I would search job postings. I would look for people who needed specific work to be done. But now as an entrepreneur, I know exactly what I offer. It's in packages. So every time I get a new client, I already know exactly what I'm going to give them. And I go out and I search for these clients. I don't wait for them to search for me. And I think that that's the main difference in the fact that I don't have to reinvent the wheel every time I need a new project or I need, you know, a new uh, source of income. I already know what I offer and I go out and I seek the people that I could help with what I have to offer.
0: I usually ask my guests, what is one piece of advice for individuals starting out in your field, which would be creative business coaching. But I think because you're a creative business coach, maybe you could give us some advice for people just starting out as creatives.
1: I would say don't get too attached to one style or one program or one expertise. I would say, you know, you chose the creative industry, so everything that that comes with, that means reinventing your style, reinventing yourself, always keeping up with uh, new tools. And for me, like one thing that recently was a big challenge to overcome was that I was so into the same programs and I didn't really try to open my mind to new programs. And I now that I'm finally using these new programs like Figma, or I realized like, wow, there are so many amazing tools out there Why have I taken this long? I wish that I was just constantly looking for new programs as opposed to just being like Adobe no matter what.
0: So you were hardcore Adobe before?
1: I was hardcore Adobe just because I thought that was the only thing. It was drilled into my head at school and I was like, oh, school taught me, therefore I have to stick to that. But that couldn't be any more false.
0: So it's good advice to just try new things. Always
1: try new things.
0: That's good advice no matter what.
1: Yeah, true. Can't go wrong with that.
0: What about for senior people, senior creatives? What advice do you have for them?
1: For senior creatives, I would say, remember how you felt when you started. And that goes for when you see a new creative starting off in the field. If you can mentor them in any way, do that. I mean, I'm sure we all have one mentor in our lives that we'll never forget. And we always think of them like, wow, I can't believe this person took the time to help me with that. And you can really make an impact in someone's life. And not only in that regard, but also remember where you started in the sense of when you're having a bad day or it's inevitable, like we are humans and we're always going to compare ourselves to the accomplishments of others. But just remember how far you've come compared to where you were when you started. And imagine yourself, you know, when you first started and You probably couldn't envision where you're standing right now. And if this younger version of yourself could see you now, they would probably be very proud. So just kind of live in that and take that with you.
0: Your clients are women and women of color. Mm -hmm. And they probably, you know, unfortunately in the creative industry face a lot of uh, misogyny, racism, bigotry, white supremacy, patriarchy, et cetera, et cetera, that has always existed and seems right now to be just so ever-present. What, wh- How do you deal with that and how do you help them deal with that?
1: This is a huge one and I'm so glad that you asked this question. So part of the reason why I have such a specific niche is because I feel like your best or the best client or the best relationship you can have is someone that mirrors your experience because you share things that maybe other people might not understand so well. So I primarily and actually 100% serve first generation Latinas in the creative industry and we face very particular situations and some of them are generational and we don't even realize that we're carrying around uh, these generational beliefs, you know, like The Latin woman should be submissive and she should be she's more beautiful seen than heard. And, you know, these sort of things about kind of making ourselves smaller and making ourselves packageable for a man. And we don't realize that this carries out into our professional life as well. You know, our male counterparts, um, we always feel like we have to make sure that whatever we do is not dimming their light. We're not speaking over them. We have to be careful that we don't come off as too aggressive, especially, you know, Latinas, we have this uh, stereotype on us that we're spicy, that we have an attitude. And so that kind of stuff makes us dim our own light and makes us appear smaller. And what I try to help my clients with is to be like, no, there's absolutely no reason for you to make yourself smaller and make everyone else around you feel comfortable before you feel comfortable. So... I would just say to my clients and to anyone who's listening, um, just arm yourself with language that you feel comfortable. So if if you have a male in your office and he always speaks over you and you don't know what to say and you get really flustered and uncomfortable, just, you know, have a sentence or two that you feel like you've practiced beforehand and you can just say, I'd love to finish the thought that I was on or let me finish this whatever it is it doesn't have to be overly aggressive but if you plan ahead of time you won't necessarily have to feel like your response is explosive or anything like that so just take a chill but just remember say something because if not nothing's going to change
0: and and I don't think it's it's all their responsibility I think all the the cis het white men in the room should be like hey let her finish what she's saying or to go back what would you like to finish your thought so i think that there's a a huge responsibility of like the oppressor group to help the oppressed
1: yeah i love that absolutely
0: i love your advice too (laughs) who is one person that our listeners should know about
1: i definitely think the listeners should know about one of my soul seekers, um, and I say soul seekers, but in fact, it's actually soul seekers, because my coaching program is called Gaia del Sol. And the whole thing is about seeking your soul. So soul means sun in Spanish. Okay, so the whole point of along with arming yourself with better business strategies and kind of navigating the world as a creative, but one that has the tools to be able to protect themselves is also putting your mental, emotional, physical well being just as important as your work so seek the things that give you sun and that make you feel happy so anyway one of my soul seekers her name is cynthia sandoval and she is absolutely a queen i mean like she does so much she's just an inspiration she's a designer she works in marketing she works on content creation for emmy award-winning shows and at the same time like she is such a badass Businesswoman, like entrepreneur, but she's also hilarious. She's really funny. And I would love for more people to, to follow her and get that amazing sense of humor that kind of breaks up the monotony of the entrepreneur, build your mindset kind of world. Her handle on Instagram is the Sin Sandoval. So it's the and then C Y N Sandoval.
0: Followed. I believe everyone should get paid for their time. So on this show, what we do is we share the profits from our advertisers when we get them uh, with all of our guests. We divide that money across all the guests. And um, But until we get some sponsors or advertisers, how? what are other ways that our listeners can support you?
1: I have a page on Society6 where I have these illustrations of women doing fun, empowering day-to-day stuff. And... Uh, 15% of the proceeds actually go to the Learning Disabilities Foundation of America. And I would absolutely love it if you guys would get on there and have some fun. See if you like any of the illustrations. They make great gifts. I have journals. And just know that uh, your purchase actually goes to a bigger cause.
0: That's perfect. I'll put that in the show notes for sure. And where is the best place that people can find you?
1: The best place to find me is Instagram for sure.
0: I love your Instagram page. Everyone should definitely follow you.
1: Thanks. It's Gaye del Sol. So it's G-A-Y-E underscore D-E-L underscore S-O-L.
0: I'll put that in the show notes as well. Cool. And is there anything else that you would like to say to our listeners before we go?
1: One last thing I would like to say for creatives is to not be so attached to your title. And what I mean by that is you go to school, you get a degree, you call yourself a graphic designer, and then... Sometimes we don't realize, but even subconsciously, opportunities come our way and we say, oh no, that's not part of my expertise or that's not what graphic designers do. I just want you to constantly challenge that because it's really, it's natural to box yourself into one thing because we love structure, but there's something really healthy about finding ways to kind of break out of that structure and you never know, you will very likely surprise yourself with how much you are actually able to do as a creative
0: oh thank you so much for sharing and thank you gabriela for being on bezier podcast
1: thank you so much this was really fun
0: oh i'm glad you had fun i had fun too